What's up, motherfuckers? I'm Carrie Keegan. Welcome to BitFace. If you told me two years ago when we started BitFaced that our guest today would be sitting next to me, I never would have believed you. I could spend the entire time I have her on the podcast today going over her credits. So I'm not going to do that because everyone knows who she is. Right now, though, she is the author of a wonderful book that I'm halfway through, Everyone Curses, I Swear. I know her back when she was my power girl on Attack of the Show, the prolific the hilarious and the beautiful Carrie Keegan. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. Hi. <laughs> Welcome to Bitface, Carrie. What I'm an so honor to be here. I'm so happy to have you here. I guess where I want to start today is I've been reading through your book. Have you checked with the Guinness Book of World Records of how many euphemisms have ever been in a book? Because I <laughs> I haven't, but now I want to. I'll just send them one and see if I'll let them count because I don't have the time to do that. <laughs> I think you're winning. I, I, I really I really think you are. And you pick these up, obviously, from different celebrities that you interview, but you seem to create them yourself. Where does the desire That's the to fun be of dirty? My job, right? Where did this all come from? Um, well, I, I think really it was just... I wanted to get to the celebrities. I wanted to talk to them like they were normal people. That was the whole idea. And the way to do that was to break down all those guards that they build up and all that, that media treatment that happens. And the way that I figured out that I could do it was I walk in and go, what's up, motherfuckers? <laughs> and, or some variation of yeah. that. And instantly people are like, oh, it's going to be that kind of day. Cool, yeah. right? And it turns into a different interview. Rather than right. me going, tell me about your character. <laughs> what was it like working with Clint Eastwood? You know, what a I don't care. I want right. to know what it's like to be you. So that was for me, the, the cursing sort of just broke down all those walls and allowed people to just be them, the, themselves, their real selves. They're the most honest version of themselves. And so swearing just became this thing. And I mean, I had a potty mouth, but I think it's gotten way dirtier over the years because <laughs> just like any other muscle, you build it up over time. And I'm, I'm a pretty big cursing bodybuilder now. Because <laughs> it all started when you, you basically you told your own grandmother to fuck off. Is that correct? Or? Yeah, it sounds worse when you say it like that. I mean, listen. Can you sweeten that a little bit? When I was three... I was at, you know, I was at a family get-together, a little party, and my grandmother was an English teacher. She was a very proper woman. Like, she wouldn't, we couldn't even get her to say fart. Like, that was a four-letter word to her. <laughs> and, I mean, it is a four-letter word. It's an F-bomb in a way. Yeah. But, um, and she, she just, she, you know, she was used to being around rambunctious kids and whatever. Anyway, all my cousins, we were all getting loud, and she, she with her back turned to, to us at the stove, was like, all right, kids, settle down. I was like, fuck you, Grandma. <gasps> <laughs> and I mean, I'm sure that I had heard it somewhere, not the fuck you grandma part, but just the fuck you part. And it just, it came out of my mouth and all my cousins just ran out of the room and my aunts and uncles were all like, what did you just say? Waiting to see what grandma would do. 
And to my grandmother's credit, she didn't kill me that day. She could have. She probably should have. I didn't even get my mouth washed out. I think she actually laughed a little bit. And that was when I realized, like, oh, swearing can be funny. You might die, but it can be funny. And so, I, I mean, just moving on in the rest of my life, it just, I, I guess I always had that ingrained into my brain that swearing is funny. And then I, I fell in love with comedians that were really blue. And that, that, those were my heroes. What inspired you to write the book? Because I figured it would be a Carrie Keegan book. Very funny. But you go two chapters of really funny, and then you get really personal. And we don't have to get into it today, but you tell a story about your high school boyfriend that I told Tyler last night. To me, that's funny. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it was dark, but it was funny. Um, Yeah, I mean, I felt like... Originally, when I started writing the book, I really wanted to just give you sort of, if you hadn't seen any of my stuff on YouTube, I wanted to give you an example of, like, these are celebrities, and they're they're swearing, and they're normal, and and look at this, these are funny. But what ended up happening is, as I started writing the book, I was like, this book needs context. You need to understand where I came from first. And so the first couple of chapters are really autobiographical, and it ended up being a lot of story about my journey and building No Good TV and how I got to know these people, and um, and you got you get to know a lot more about me than I had planned, um, at me and my cancer-smelling vagina. <laughs> so um, you'll get to know about my high school boyfriend and his battle with cancer, uh, and yeah, that was a it was a pretty complicated senior year of high school that I had that I don't think a lot of people normally would have to deal with you know normally you're dealing with oh my god who's coming to prom with me and I'm like yeah so we have to go into chemo this week and it was just a it it built a lot of who I am today so I felt like it needed to go in the book was you being picked on in high school like I think everyone sitting at this table was that had to drive some of this personality because you're not you're not fake this is really you and when I see (laughs) you on tv doing interviews that's not an act you built this personality and I think you said it you say it well in the book and it's something we talk about on the cast you said you wanted to talk to anyone about anything you wanted to have fun and you wanted to drink a little what better philosophy or in drink life a is lot it? I mean you know <laughs> let's not cut it off this is uncensored <laughs> but is yeah. that where the Carrie is that where the Carrie Keegan today that's sitting next to me came from yeah I mean I would not be who I am right now if I didn't go through all of that shit when I was growing up. But I think I'll, I, everybody can relate to that story. You know, we've all been picked on for whatever it is. I, it's funny to me now, even when some women that read the book are like, really, you want me to feel bad for you because you had boobs when you were in fifth grade? I'm like, well, okay, my, my struggle was my struggle. It, it could be anything that you went through too, but I got a lot of shit for looking the way that I looked. And it was no fault of mine. I didn't ask for this. I didn't tell anybody that, oh, I'm going to go and I want big boobs and I want that to be my thing. No, this was like a plague that was given to me. (laughs) It was put upon me and then I had to figure out how to deal with it. So now as an adult, I'm like, yeah, I'm power girl. Yes, I'm going to own that. And there's nothing I can do unless I want to go and get them removed or reduced or whatever. But that's surgery. And why should I have to do that just so that someone else is more comfortable with my body? Right. You, you, You know... You said a key phrase that is the motto of Super Dave Reigns in the Big Show. Own uh, the boobs. Own th- <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like. Yeah, that show. yeah. That's that's uh, that's exactly what I was thinking. No, um, own the. You got to own it. And uh, yeah. the motto of Super Dave Reigns in the Big Show is own the love. So whatever it is that. you're going through life, or whatever it is that you're a big fan of, you own the love of that. Yeah. You know. 
And, um, you know, that's, that's very, very true. I think there's one thing that a lot of people are lacking in this world, and it's a little self-confidence. Yeah. And it's because we don't live in a world where you're told you're good enough or smart enough or pretty enough or whatever. You know, you're maybe maybe pretty enough isn't even something that's necessary even anymore. But right. people, uh, we need to be nicer to each other. We need to support each other and, and build each other up rather than this... This world that we live in right now is that everybody's so fast to cut people down. Right. And that's not fun. I mean, and being a woman, it's even harder. I think we live in a culture that likes to cut us down. And so as women, I feel like we all need to stick together a lot more. And, and it's a weird thing that happens with women. We cut each other down so much faster than even men would cut women down. Why are we doing that? We're all going through the same struggle. We all have to deal with the same bad shit like what we should all be helping each other and supporting each other and, and help I mean you know you saw the panel today uh, you know all the women that are here today right as soon as we all met it was like instantly oh cool how can I help you and your stuff is awesome and oh I've watched all your things and that's the way it should be that's the and and when we stick together we can change things it's amazing you know we we can make things happen look at the women's march that just happened so many women just gathered in one place and just making things happen and encouraging one another. And anyway, this is the kind of environment. That's why I like coming to cons so much and festivals right. like this, because we're all we're in a room of people that like to build each other up. We're all a little weird. We're all a little <laughs> whacked. You know, we all have our little side things. Yeah, you too. <laughs> yeah. Um, but but we're all here together supporting our weirdness. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. If anyone saw you doing an interview today, they would never believe that you never wanted to be on camera. Oh hell! Your no. love was not was not camera. Talk to me a little bit. When did you go from you know what I want to be behind the scenes to hey? And it sounds like it took a lot of convincing in the book, but yeah, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be who I am now. It wasn't really my choice, although I sort of went into it willingly because my business partner and I, uh, you know, we we started creating No Good TV, and we were aggregating content from other people, and then we realized very quickly that we needed to start producing our own original content. And he was like, "Yeah, we're gonna have to find someone to do on camera stuff." I was like, yeah, yeah, we really do. And he's like, no, idiot, it's going to be you. I'm like, no, 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 nope, nope. I'm going to help you audition people. That's how I'm going to help. And over time, we, we hadn't found anybody. And, you know, what we were doing was very different. So it wasn't easy to be like, hey, can you be yourself and, and be in front of celebrities and just get them to let loose? It's not an easy thing to do necessarily. Um, and then uh, he knew that I loved music. I'm a big metal fan. And... He was like, hey, you want to interview Lemmy from Motorhead? I'm like, dude, who doesn't want to hang out with Lemmy? Mm -hmm. So he conned me into it. So, of course, I said yes. And I, we went to interview Lemmy, and he ducked out before the interview so that never happened. And I was like, sweet, shit, I didn't get, <laughs> I didn't get to meet <laughs> Lemmy. But I didn't have to do the interview either. <laughs> right. And by then, he had already scheduled about 20, 30 more interviews, and so I couldn't get out of it. But what I realized is that it, it, as much as I didn't, I didn't want to do it, not because I didn't, I it just, I wasn't comfortable in my own skin. You know, this is like a thing. It's a, again, it's a muscle you have to build up. And I just was nervous and didn't think that I could do it justice the way that a lot of other people could do. I watch what other people do as a fan and I'm like, I'm, I can't do what Nancy O'Dell does. That's just crazy. What do you, th who do you think I am? Well, apparently I'm all right. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. And and I approached it with that sort of I want to be your friend. I want to I want to just hang out, man. This isn't going to be like um 20 questions. It's not going to be overly probing about your personal life. It's just going to be us hanging. I don't think you get the credit that you deserve because before you invented this style of interviewing, it has now become commonplace. I mean, Chris Hardwork owes you the world because That's I listen the to nicest him. Compliment ever. <laughs> Seriously, he does because his style is very relaxed. He doesn't do an interview; he has a conversation. Yeah. And when I listen to your interviews, I hear the same thing. Let me ask you this, and this is just me picking your brain: How do you prepare, or do you not? Oh no, I totally prepare. Are you kidding? Well, because, you know, again, I'm a fan first, so I don't ever want to insult somebody without, you know, just involuntarily, like, someone walks into my interview space and I don't know a thing about you. That's horrible. I never yeah. want anybody to feel like they don't know, you know, that I'm not prepared. Right. Um, and so much so that I actually, <laughs> I used to get so much shit. I, whenever I would go to a screening, I was always the one reporter that had a... A, a notepad and a pen yeah, in the movie like such a dark <laughs> but I had to you know I, I wanted to make sure that it was the, a proper interview even though it doesn't feel necessarily that I'm giving you 20 questions or whatever I'm 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 fully aware of what I'm doing <laughs> even if it feels relaxed and you know when I was doing my show on VH1 I watched every single movie, every single TV show. I tried to read as much of a book as I could. I would see every play. I would never, ever insult the person I was interviewing by not giving them the credit of, you know, at least respecting what they do for a living. So I guess, in a way, I know a lot of my constituents don't do that. And you can always tell. And I can tell now, being on the other side of it, I can tell when someone is sitting down to interview me and they're like, so, uh, and they'll ask me a question that's like obviously just the, like the liner note. Like, oh, okay, I know where you're coming from now. Rude. <laughs> yeah. There's you a know reason that I'm sitting back here and letting, uh, letting this guy take it over. You didn't read my book, you bastard. I'm sorry. <laughs> I swear I will. I promise. Yeah. It's, it's really good. And that's why I was honest with her, too, that I haven't finished it. Yeah. But I felt it would be insulting to you, even though like we were looking up Reno 911 episodes last oh night. Like, oh, Carrie <laughs> was in this. Did you see my fur bikini? <laughs> that's in the book. <laughs> yeah. See, I haven't gotten to that yet, but we were looking through your credits last night. Okay, and then that's when it clicked with me. It's like, she was Power Girl on Attack of the Show. That's where I first saw you. So, so I have to ask, did you get the Attack of the Show job? And they were like, well, you look exactly like Power Girl. Can we? Yeah, that's exactly that's how it went happened? down. Yeah, I, I filled in for um, Olivia the first couple of times. And one of the producers, I think it was Vinny, came up to me and was like, um, you know you look just like Power Girl, right? He's like, oh. Ah, I never thought of that. And he's like, would you want to do cosplay? Like, Fuck yeah, I do. <laughs> do, I, do I have to make the costume? Or are you going to make it for me? He's like, no, we got you. I was like, all right. So me and Bustis started doing stuff together. It was really fun. And I didn't realize how... It's funny, I'm sure that, you know, like, Carrie Fisher didn't realize that when she was cast as Princess Leia that it was going to become this thing, you know, and she said that all along. I had no idea that people were going to respond to Power Girl as strongly as they do, and it's pretty great. Yeah, and I think that's the that's the first time I saw you. Was that one of the first big things that you did? Because I'm, I mean, I'm old. You and I are actually <laughs> close in age. I'm older, but uh, is that, um, that's got to be the first place I saw you goes, at on TV, right? I mean, yeah, we, you know, NGTV had already been successful, so I, I guess yeah, for TV stuff that would have been the, uh, a big. I mean, that audience was so dedicated. I love those guys. I still get people all the time like, oh, man, I miss Attack of the Show. I miss it too, you guys. 
I talk to Kevin Pereira all the time, trying to figure out stuff that we can do together. You guys need to do something together because I consider him one of the funniest people that's alive. He's one of my favorite people. Yeah, he's he, he has to be so smart and so quick. Are you watching his other shows? Um, I see him occasionally. I actually got he's to. He's all meet. over True TV, man. Yes, <laughs> he, he is, and he's a he's a he's a joy, just like you have been in person to meet. He sat oh. down with me um, at a at a conference one time, and just such a such a nice guy. Yeah, he's a really genuine human being. Why did you decide to write a book? You do everything, Carrie. You don't have to write a book. Why? Where'd this come from? Because you went to a lot of personal places. Yeah. I, uh, I mean, essentially, it was, it, in a weird way, it was a selfish thing because I wanted to write the stories down before I forgot them. <laughs> you know, you drink a lot over time. Things start to just disappear. I have no idea what you're talking about. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I mean, I think essentially the, fir- the that was the first thing of like, I was talking to my business partner one day and we were like, oh, remember that story? Remember that time Colin Farrell did? Remember that? And oh, I'm like, oh, God, man, write it down. Write it down. And then we just decided like, maybe this would make a good book. So we went and pitched the idea to St. Martin's Press and they were nice enough to say, sure, we'll print that. And um, they took a chance, and, and it's, you know, now I have a book. Did you have to get every single celebrity's permission to put in the quotes from them, or do you already own that stuff because well, they came from your Well, I already own it because, yeah, okay. I mean, we got the permission to have it. And, and that being said, no one's mad because I'm celebrating them. This isn't like, hor- I mean, there's only two people in this book that would be real mad that they're in the book, <laughs> <laughs> as Bruce Willis and Tommy Lee Jones. But... Um, they, yeah, I mean, really, I'm, I'm celebrating their freedom and celebrating their celebrity, and, and so there really is no reason for anyone to be upset. Yeah. You know, I, I, um, going back to what you said a few minutes ago, I really am following you in, in your footsteps because I, I believe firmly in the philosophy of reading as much as I can about the person I'm going to interview. Yeah. And I, I've, you know, people have joked at me. It's like, I don't do scripted interviews. It's not scripted. It would be a great dishonor and be disrespectful for me not to read everything I can get my hands on about you before having you on the show. It's just doing proper homework. It's just respectful. That's all. Yeah. So I'm hoping. So thanks, man. uh, Absolutely. (laughs) So (laughs) we're hoping to uh, take take Big Show Entertainment Network and uh, BitFace, which are the X-Men of Big Show Entertainment Network. Uh, to where NGTV is gone. Oh, thanks. So. That's, that's an honor. Thank I you. felt it would be disrespectful to sit down with someone who had so much influence on the reason I show up to the mic every week. That's so cool. <laughs> Seriously, I, that's, that's how I felt last yeah. night. You can ask him. I was I was reading him passages out of the book. Like, look, she's going to be there tomorrow. Like, I saw a picture of her and Dave. Like, this is this is happening. So Yeah, I, I told him, uh, you know, I told Eric, I said, uh, he said, can we get Carrie Keegan? I said... We'll get Carrie Keegan. Oh, see? <laughs> so, and now you see how easy it is to get Carrie Keegan. <laughs> well, no. <laughs> no, we're, you know, uh, gosh, I mean, what you've done is inspired all three of us. That's really kind of you. Thank so. you. Well, what you guys do is inspiring to me, too. It's all reciprocal, you know. Right. The more we do that, I learn from new people all the time. And it's just a reminder of, like, oh, we all have to keep up on our game, right? Like yeah, absolutely. You learn every day. You get better every day. It's still a muscle. You have to flex it all the time or it goes away. It's right. not like riding a – it's a little bit like riding a bike. But if you don't have the muscles, you can't pedal anymore. <laughs> yeah, you got you got to practice it all the time. I mean, you know, if you're going to be, uh, you know, in the business – uh, you you got to. We've talked. I talked to Ellen Holman and 
and uh, Tracy Lee Coca and, and almost everybody. You said it. You said it as well. You got to put in the work. Totally. You know. What do they say? It, you have to do something ten thousand. Ten thousand hours. In order yeah. To be a ten thousand hours to be a, an expert. An expert. Yeah. Right. Well, I guess I put in my time. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, that's, that's why I wrote a book about cursing. <laughs> <laughs> I have 10,000 hours in that for fucking sure. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about the, um, and I'm going to totally misquote you here, is it the swear generator? Yeah. Is that what it's called? Yeah, it is. Wa- walk me through that really quick. Well, I, mean, I read find that. it in the page. Um, I mean, essentially, I just wanted to give people a, a way to create their own swear words because it's fucking fun. <laughs> and, you know, my favorite curse word is the first line of the book it's cock juggling thunder cunt which i think is such a creative wonderful <laughs> phrase that like it's so descriptive and visual <laughs> and wrong and i didn't write that so i mean like i'll give credit to david s goyer he's the god of that but um i just i, I just thought it was necessary that you can create your own you too can be a cursing connoisseur and right. uh, so I put a swear generator in there so you could make your own. And I encourage people to tweet at me. And they do all the time. It's so funny. It makes me laugh because if you don't know me and you just look at my Twitter feed, you're like, Jesus, your fans are rude. No, they're not. They're <laughs> awesome. They're right. just following what I'm saying. <laughs> we were talking oh. uh, We were talking last night, and Eric, I think, wanted to challenge you to a swear-off. Oh, Jesus. Oh, my God. I think I dropped <laughs> that I, idea, I, though, after I started I, reading I, more I, of the book. I think you might lose that one. Uh, <laughs> had to bring it up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I fully said that last night, too. I said I would challenge Carrie only so she could beat me on my own. Sure, because this is like having a master here. Yeah. How about we just talk about your favorite curse words? What are they? Oh, God. Um, I mean, there's nothing wrong with calling Tyler a cum dumpster. I love doing that all Ooh. the time. <laughs> it comes nice. out often. You have to be careful calling girls that, though. It's a whole different connotation. <laughs> That's why I, I, stick my, I stick my worst ones with Tyler. I don't know. I think you say it in the book that fuck is such a universal term. I mean, everybody loves term. Fuck. Yeah. Did you, do you mention your favorite in the book? Have I not Cock gotten there yet? Thundercon. It's the first word in the book. No, it's your first. It's your famous quote. What's your favorite cuss word, though, on its own? Well, I mean, fuck is the most versatile. Obviously, that was that's the one. But that's what I'm saying. That's why I put the curse generator in there because there's there really are only a handful. Well, George Carlin says it, but there's really like seven. Although yeah. we've moved on from his seven, yeah, I feel like there's a few more in there now. But there there there's one word. There one word swears. We've moved on. We can graduate now. We can make our own. And I feel like the the phrases are are way more use, useful and versatile and. They're gun- there's al- they always encapsulate like a motherfucker or a fuck or a tits or a you know cocksucker or whatever. There's always one in there, but but we can make them better now and way more frilly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, one of the things I wanted to ask you was I think you have a quote that you say when you're when you're I, 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 excuse me if I screw it up, but when you're good. When I'm you're, good, I'm good. When, when I'm no good, I'm better. <laughs> yeah, w- yeah. When you're no good, you're better. So. Uh, I, I actually love that because to me it well, feels... Well, technically I didn't write it. I just paraphrased. Okay, <laughs> That's well, a Mae West thing. <laughs> right. But it, it just, it, it, to me, it goes to the point of being who you are. Because early on when I decided to, to do this and to start this pop culture media company, and I was driving and, and I was like, you know, this is not going to work. Unless I become Super Dave, yeah, that's who Where's I am. Where's your cape, motherfucker? <laughs> yeah, it's it's no, in the dry. No, it's 100 percent true, though. Yeah, you have so to you have to fully because you can see right through it. 
exactly. If you're just putting on a show, like you were saying, it's all it's it's about honesty. And yeah. no matter what it is that you're trying to do in life, you have to be honest about it and put a hundred percent in. Otherwise, yeah. it's just it's just nothing. Yeah, you got to keep it a hundred. You know, I, I'm Super Dave Rains. That's who I am. Super well, nice, hi, Dave. Super Dave Rains. <laughs> <laughs> Carrie Keegan. <laughs> oh my God, I. I uh, I think I might have fumbled a little bit on the interview because uh, you hypnotized me with all that loveliness. Aww. So, Thanks. but um, sorry about that. No, no, <laughs> I, I, it's not a problem, really. <laughs> Does Carrie Keegan ever slow down? God, it doesn't feel like it. It doesn't feel like it either when I look at everything that you do because I know the stuff you do from the geek world, but we started doing our research last night, and I was like, there's nothing she doesn't do. And now that she's an author... I'm exhausted. You have to be. <laughs> do, you, do you ever reach a point where you can say, you know what? I've I've done it all. I'm gonna ride off into the God. I hope not into the motherfucking sunset. How sad would that be if all of a sudden you just you literally come to the end of the sidewalk like? I go now well now you fly yeah <laughs> yeah I, I don't know i mean i i really like what i do so it doesn't feel like work most of the time although writing the book took a really long time that felt like work that's a big ass book it is a big ass book somebody, yeah. somebody that's like J.R.R. tolkien lord of the rings right well so yeah <laughs> i've had two comparisons somebody told me it was bigger than a harry potter book which yeah. is hysterical and then uh, at the same time my book got, came out bruce um springsteen's Autobiography. Wow, it's the yeah. end of the con. Um, came out and it, they said it was the same. And I was like, wow, I have an, I have the same amount to say as Bruce Springsteen. There's something off there. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, a lot of the book it's not daunting like that because a lot of the book is transcripts, and those take up a lot of space, double spaced, you know, big letters and you know, all those things. Um, but actually, if you get the audio book, the audio book is, I think, way more fun because. I mean, I'm reading it, but also all this, the um, transcripts are the actual audio from the interviews. So when I tell you George right. Clooney swears, you get to hear him swear, and it's way more fun that way. Right. George Clooney swears as himself way better than I could tell you he could. <laughs> wow. You know, um, you're a whiskey connoisseur. Mm, I do love whiskey. So what's your favorite? I, I'm a cognac connoisseur, and I love whiskey. Um, I like Japanese whiskey. Yamazaki. Oh, wow. That's my, yeah, I love Yamazaki. Yamazaki's my favorite. But I've been trying, and I, I always forget the names of them, so I'm a terrible, I'm horrible at this. Right. But I I forget the names of them, especially Japanese ones, because they all, right. they're they're, in they Japanese have names that I don't, yeah. And yeah, they're all crazy. Yeah. It's absurd. But they're really beautiful. Um, and, you know, if I'm going to drink just a lot in a day, I'll drink Jameson, which. Right. So yeah, you know, it's respectable. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, uh, well, I'm kind of bougie. Uh, they used to they, they used to nickname me Top Shelf Dave because uh, I would only drink the really tough, the really snub. good stuff. Listen, you're allowed to do that if you appreciate it. What drives me yeah. nuts is people that are snobby about their alcohol and then put Coca-Cola in it. I'm like, oh you know my what? god, you're out. Yeah, you're out. I don't, I, I don't respect you and no. your drinking anymore. <laughs> I only drink it. Uh, <laughs> All neat or on the rocks. That's it. Yeah, and, and a some nice of it, cigar. If you put too many rocks in there, shame on you. Yeah, absolutely. One or one or two, no more than two. Three drops of water. Yeah. Yeah, that's. Yeah, some of yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah, that would def definitely be for um, scotch. Yeah. But I I can't handle the aftertaste of scotch. It's I don't like it. It's peaty. Well, some of yeah. them are quite smoky. Yeah, like a Laphroaig or something. Yeah. You literally are smoking a cigar in yeah. every glass. Right. Exactly. <laughs> 
So you know, you may be top shelf Dave, but I think we came up with I'm a Mahatma Gandhi. Right. Yeah, exactly. What? Explain. <laughs> 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 well. <laughs> So even before our last con, which was last weekend, and this is awful to, to tell, I guess. You're telling this to Kerry Keegan. You I realize know. that. Okay. <laughs> uh, so embarrassing, I guess. But whatever. You know what? You only live once or whatever. So Yellow. Right. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, before, Tyler, yes. run TRG Glaze. Seriously. So before, I am not, you know, I'll drink bottom shelf. I'll drink cheap-ass whiskey. I'll drink whatever. I, you know, we run a bit of... Uh, a podcast called Bitfaced for a reason. <laughs> right. uh, so before last con, we were having some drinks and doing a, uh, a podcast with a friend of ours. And I had a little too much whiskey. And <laughs> That's right. You were blown up. Between, <laughs> I think I fell asleep at maybe like 2.30 or something. And, and E comes to wake me up at like 9. And I'm just like laying in a pool of my own vomit. Just like, Ugh. Whoa. <laughs> That's dangerous. It was. And you know what? I don't regret it, though. It was a lot of fun. And being Mahatma Gandhi is pretty... That's an all right nickname, I I had a really scary moment like that. It doesn't happen very often, but this one time I had a Jimi Hendrix moment. Like, I I went to Vegas to do an interview or whatever. We got really fucking drunk the night before. And you're in Vegas. You know, you don't even realize how drunk you are until you get to your room. And I, I ordered a bunch of French fries and scarfed them all down. I don't even think I chewed. And I laid down and I fell asleep and I woke up chewing. And I was like, wait, what is going on? And I had thrown up all over the side of my bed and the pillow, but I was on my back and had, I mean, that could have gone horribly wrong. Now I just don't eat fries before I go to bed. (laughs) 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 Lesson learned. Yeah. (laughs) Like a lot of them, I'm 27, so I don't want to go out that way. No, man, don't do it. Yeah. No, we need to live a long and happy life. I have to ask you, because this is the one question I had to be sure to get, your favorite VHS horror movie that you watched with your brother. Wait, you don't mean VHS, the series? Not the series. No, no, no. no. Yeah. I mean, My you favorite movie is On Tape. Um, on Tape. Whoa. Well, I mean, well, I talk about it in the book. I, I, we used to watch Kiss Meets Phantom of the Park, like, religiously. Um, we didn't have a huge collection of VHS tapes. My brother had to sort of convince my parents that that was a cool thing to do. Um... God, I watched The Exorcist so many times. I've watched Lost Boys about a thousand times. Um, oh God! I mean, The Shining, Carrie. Uh, I, you know, the anything but Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, right? No, don't, don't do it. <laughs> don't do it, man. <laughs> Chitty Chitty Bang Bang is should not be seen by children. It's evil. <laughs> it's the only thing that ever scared the shit. I will watch like decapitations what? and like torture porn and whatever. You show me that child catcher and I will run for the door. Still to this wow. day. Oh, do you know my business partner as a joke after after we put the book out? He's like, I got you a present as a celebration. And he bought me. <laughs> still makes me uneasy. Uh, he bought me a doll of the child catcher, like one of those collector <laughs> series things. And I literally like opened the box. I saw one little tiny hint of what it was, shut the box. I'm like, I will keep it, but you're putting that in a closet somewhere in storage and I'm never looking at it again. And one day it'll be worth a lot of money. And I'm going to sell that motherfucker. <laughs> he scares the shit out of me. He smells funny and he's greasy and he's just, <laughs> have you smelled the children? <laughs> oh. can't do it. Can't. I don't like all that scary stuff, man. <laughs> I, I can't handle it. I know our time with you is limited today. I, I have, have to go back out to the people. 
you do and i'm yeah. gonna be one of those people coming by because the I, there's no way i'm yeah no way i'm not leaving here without a copy of your book uh signed by you because it oh, would look great thanks. in my collection i know already you got mine of course you do <laughs> i know you get a lot of weird requests and things from fans but if i could do one thing with carrie keegan I would make you a grilled cheese sandwich with a perfect mustard oh, heart on the top. Oh, that's so sweet of you. Oh, he was that's over so here. Cool. Schoolboy, like swooning earlier. Trust oh, me. Oh, that's so. Yeah. So, I, if, you, if you read the book, you'll understand that that's a little backstory. Something I used to do for the boy that was, you know, going through cancer stuff, treatment, and everything. And that was my specialty. Yeah. Haven't done that in a really long time. I've never done it, but when I read the visual in the book, I was like, you know what? I'm sure she gets a lot of weird requests, but if I could make her a sandwich with a perfect mustard heart, that would <laughs> that's what I would want to do with I Carrie Keegan. I would love that very much. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, we will uh, we will let you get back to the people. Uh, get back yeah. to the people, These Carrie. are my people right here. Right. I'm, I'm getting you, all the love. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Definitely. Uh, are you going to be at the uh, ball tonight? I don't know anything about what's going on. All uh, I know is yeah, that wherever they point me, that's where I'm going to go. So okay. if that's where I need to be, then that's where I will be. Right. Is that the 40s theme? Yeah. Is that what this is? Yeah, the So 40s we have all these soldiers ball. in front of us right now looking yeah. like they're from World War II. And yeah. uh, th- there's a big party tonight, I guess, that's in that right. theme. No one told me that. I would have brought a different outfit. <laughs> My striped be- Beetlejuice pants don't fit that theme. Yeah. But we'll work it out. Yeah, we'll work it out, so... Well, I, you know... I'll get one of them drunk and I'll steal their outfit. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Why didn't I think of that? Well, uh, you know, this has been, you know, one of the highlights. The, the top highlight so far for us since we started, don't you think, guys? For, for me, it's not even a question. Yeah. <laughs> as soon as you leave, so awesome. Eric is just head in the sky. He's just going to, he's done. He's Aww, just checked out. Yeah. Thank you so much. No, it's because really I knew, I uh, I was nervous before you sat down today, but I knew. I was like, Eric, she is the reason you do this. Yeah. Let her just carry it. Like, <laughs> not that I'm nervous <laughs> about. <laughs> hey. No, you're exactly as, as I imagined you in person. So sweet, so nice, so down to earth. And, I, I just want to thank you for taking time with a podcast that's been around for two years. Again, for someone is the reason that I do this. You changed the game for us. And I'm allowed to interview like you are, or at least try to do a, a, a fair facsimile of that. So thank you, Carrie, so much for sitting down with us today on thank BitFace. You. It has been an absolute honor. It's a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. And congratulations. This is yeah. a great podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Thank uh, you so much. That, thank that, you. that means the world to me. Thank, thank you. you, Carrie, from uh, the entire Big Show Entertainment Network family. Uh, you know, we we're we're aiming to be where you're at. So uh, you, you're our, you're our idol. Keep kicking ass, you guys. So, absolutely. What's and happy on? Galaxy Festing. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs> My pleasure. Hell oh my yeah. God.